The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Welcome once again to Afternoons with Mike Heard Daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. And with me in the studio today, a friend that I met a number of years ago, back in 19, actually, the first time I ever attended the Christian Chamber, I saw this lady who was the MC, very friendly in her approach. I've seen a lot of MCs before that did not seem to have as much fun as what this young lady had. But she was not only excellent as an MC, she's a mortgage specialist. And I'm so happy to have Christy Naruzi here with us. Welcome, Christy. Good afternoon, Mike. So great to be here. And that's called nervous energy, by the way. (laughs) What comes across as as friendliness is just, it's my outlet for nervous energy because I'm so nervous in front of so many people, but it's a great challenge. Yeah, Yeah. you do a great job at it. you. You have that friendliness factor that I think is so hard. And you know, a lot of people think that that's a gift of personality, but I know that People can overcome all of that. And even though, like you said, you're nervous, you can actually still do it even with all of those butterflies, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. But had we met when I was in my 20s, I probably wouldn't have been exuding that (laughs) that joy that I get to uh, wake up to every day now. So because of God. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was really great to see you in action, not only in our regular meetings, but the recent expo, you were the MC for that as well. And man, that was a big one. And getting to introduce one of my uh, favorite artists that uh, led worship there that day, Mac Powell, that had to be fun. What an absolute honor. So yeah. I got to be part of the meet and greet in the morning and got pictures taken and got his autograph. I'm only slightly jealous about this. I know. But... I'm, I was a little jealous of myself. I was so excited. It was yeah. one of one of the highlights of my life, honestly. And then Uh, The speakers, we had four speakers that were flown in from other parts of the country. And we have, we've been blessed with several that are amazing that live here in Central Florida. Lou Holtz, Joshua Washington. Um, So we had Naisha Harrington. Amazing. She kicked us off and she just laid the foundation of community. It was just, was breathtaking. It was amazing. So what a wonderful, wonderful experience. And you also had Howard Partridge? Yes, Howard Partridge flew in from yeah. Texas. Uh, he's written 12 books. He is His company is the consulting company for the Zig Ziglar Corporation. Yeah. Like, to be able to learn and hear from him. Was, he's big time. Yeah. And, and you know, he was on my show now uh, for two times. We've, we've just so enjoyed this guy. He actually, when I, I was privileged to be there at this expo, as you know, sitting out in the middle of that expo floor doing interviews, at times that was a challenge because there's so much noise going on. So many people there. Oh my goodness. It was packed. And all of the fun things that uh, were represented there, the fun businesses, I was privileged to be sitting right next to the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters. I had no idea that Troy uh, Miller was going to be the guy that uh, was representing the NRB. He's the president and CEO of it. Yeah, we are blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know that Crystal Parker knew that the the head honcho, top dog, big cheese dude was going to be there, but he was there. Yeah, extraordinary. Yeah, it was a great time. And you everyone, it, it's this big thing that has the feel, and I think you would agree, yes. of like a small, more intimate group of friends and family, family. members. It's, it's what it felt like. Yeah, it was... Um, 
very much community feeling, you know, I, I felt like I was part of something so much bigger than myself, but it wasn't so large that I felt uncomfortable or just like another person, Yeah, you know, um, it was very, very inclusive of pretty much almost anything that you were seeking to get out of that, whether it was information from a speaker being encouraged and enlifted, um, you know, leaving with new introductions to other businesses and nonprofit organizations. It was all there under one roof. It was extraordinary. Well, that's part and parcel to the success of the chamber, I think, in a great way. Because Crystal Parker, who took over from Mark Goldstein, uh, when we moved here back in 19, Mark was still the president. And so uh, that's exactly what happened to me. I got to meet so many people, and it turned out to be a major factor uh, for even the pool of uh, guests that I would have on my show. Yeah. When you do a daily one-hour show, there are a lot of people in and out of the studio yes. or on and off the phone line with you. So you have to, you, you can't sit back after five five programs one week and go, boy, that was busy. That was great. No, you can't do that because no, next hustling. week I've got five more to That's come right. in. I mean, it just happens. Yeah, and, and you do an amazing job. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I just I say that to say that anyone that is new in the area that is moving into Orlando, if there's a great benefit had in checking out this group of people that love to get together. They love to talk about their businesses. Yeah. They, they, they're Christians. They are real, the real deal people. Yes. And so I just, I'm surprised at how many people I get to meet. And then I, I just hats off to Crystal Parker for this thing that she did. She took advantage of the platform of the chamber and brought in this town hall meeting with all of these candidates that were running. And that gave everybody there an opportunity to sit down and hear from directly. Incredible. Yeah, it was so nice. So thank you, Crystal Parker. Thank you, Chamber, for making all of this happen. And uh, boy, that that was uh, unexpected, but I'm glad we talked about that, Christy. You know, you're here today as a mortgage specialist on interest rates, on people who are buying new homes, people who are basically in the market and maybe they're making a move like what we did in 2019. They're coming down from New York. We, we know that that's happening regularly. Coming down from New York, coming down from New England, maybe even coming east from California. I have a closing today. They sold their house on Friday in California and they're closing on their home. Okay, so that happens. Here in Orlando. Now, uh, you know, I'm, I've heard a lot of those people mm-hmm. are buying with cash. A lot are. Um, the, these particular um, people are financing a very small amount just to yeah. keep reserves in the bank. Mm-hmm. And that's wise. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to spend your entire portfolio on, right. on a mortgage. But uh, nevertheless, it is something that people are coming down. It, it, even with all of the interest rates that are going upward, uh, people are still needing them. Yes. And that's going to happen for a long time. So first of all, what I wanted to talk to you about is to get your kind of like you put your finger into the air. Tell me what it is from your perspective as in being in this business. What's it like working in the uh, environment, the economic environment, the cultural environment in which we all live today? What's it like? Well, you know, the last couple of years, I represent buyers, right? As a mortgage loan officer, I'm working with buyers who are getting financing for their purchase or their uh, refinancing. So we'll just focus on a purchase at the moment. In 2020 and 21, a lot of my buyers had to pay tens of thousands of dollars over ask price just to be considered. That's right. And their biggest competition was cash, just like you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. So in addition to that, 
a lot of my FHA and VA buyers weren't even in the running. They wouldn't even have their offer considered because they had government-backed uh, financing requirements, which has some stipulations to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, by design, they want to make sure that the home is safe and habitable. So we've got some hoops to jump through. Um, current day culture, uh, I think a lot of people are scared. Um, there is a really big shift happening in the marketplace as far as real estate prices. So uh, over the last couple of years, it's somewhere around 30 something percent on a national level that prices have gone up. Yeah. And then you add in inflation to that. So um, nationally, um, in 2019, August of 2019, the um, median price home was 274900 Right now, we're in the high 380s. So Unreal. the median income has not increased at that pace. And so this is the first time in a lot of years that the median income household can no longer qualify for the median priced home. So a lot of people are priced out. I get a lot of phone calls. Hey, my landlord um, is, is willing to renew, but they're going to raise the rent. 400, 600, $800 a month. So they're comparing the opportunity or the potential of buying a home. There are down payment assistance programs because for a lot of, especially first time home buyers, the hardest part of getting into the real estate market is that down payment. Mm -hmm. We tend to spend what we earn. And so there's not any margin or savings left. So you might qualify with income and uh, job history and credit report uh, scores and profile. But if you don't have that down payment, so thankfully, there's some down payment assistance programs. However, I put together a loan application and say, congratulations, you're pre-approved for 225000 And they look at me and they say, where does that even exist? Yeah, what home can I find right. at that price? In, and even on the very outskirts of Central Florida, yeah. um, those those prices were kind of you know a year or two ago. So it's, it's very, very difficult. But there are 35 million households in the country that rent. And the majority of them have received a 20% increase in their rent. And it's really driven because of home prices have gone up so much. Yeah. Here in Florida, insurance is going up a tremendous amount. Most insurance companies got blessed with uh, being able to increase somewhere between 14 and 18% last year. And you had just mentioned Tropical Storm Nicole on the mm. heels of a very major hurricane, Ian. So insurance companies in the state of Florida are really terrified. And we have really been reduced to just a few insurance companies to even choose from when you have an older roof, when you have an older home. So unless it's a brand new construction, insurance can actually be very, very difficult to get. Right. So even if you get the home under contract and even if you, you, know, you, you uh, qualify for it, there's all these other hoops too to jump in. Again, we're recording this on Tuesday. Isn't it true that often you can't get insurance. They won't write a policy Correct. until maybe a week later until they can assess where things are. So that affects you as well. Yes, absolutely. So I, I just sent over a request to bind insurance yesterday on a condo and we've been put on hold until this storm passes. Yeah. So presuming we don't have anything but, you know, some strong winds and some rain and, and it just moves on, then we'll be able to bind it on the other side of it. But if we waited until last minute, which we don't do, <laughs> uh, if we waited until last minute, that could postpone a closing date. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, this isn't scheduled until like December 5th. So we've got some time. Yeah. And it will probably happen. But uh, again, you think about the, the impact. This central Florida we're talking about 
and here in in the Orlando area in particular, or whether you're in Orlando or the Villages or Gainesville where we are on on the air, uh, it's one thing. But when you look at what Daytona Beach is going through mm-hmm. right now, yeah. that's a different thing. Yes. Yeah. Because they're going to get hit much harder no matter what on this one. It's what it would look like. And they got hammered fairly strongly in yeah. Ian. Yeah, they're probably still trying to uh, clean up that mess too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, you have this scenario where people are, are, are trying to come in. They're trying to look at it. I, I had not really thought about that uh, kind of like a scale. You know, you see these uh, kind of like a, an upward and a X and a Y coordinate scale where you've got prices going up. And then you have people's f- functional buying power going yes. down, creating like an X pattern. And wherever those two things cross, that's that's probably where it's going to be. But the trouble of it is, like you said, that uh, the cost of a home yeah. has risen so exponentially that a lot of homes right now are are just not available at the price point. Unattainable. Yeah. So uh, I just read uh, a couple of weeks ago in uh, Realtor.com. They said that the home buyer today needs to have $107,000 more as far as buying power than one year ago right now. And that's a combination of the increase in price oh, and the increase goodness. in rates. So 107,000. In buying power. So when we started off oh, this year, we were at around three, maybe three and a quarter for the mortgage interest rate on a 30-year fixed. Which and that was higher be, than it had been. Yes. Yeah. At one point, we were in the very, very low twos. If you'd bought a 15 or got a 15-year loan, you could have almost been at a one point something. Uh, and right now, we are currently in the mid-sevens. Uh, so it's it's pretty incredible, more more than double. So it has a huge effect on how far your dollar goes. And then when you add on to it the cost of you know groceries and inflation and where incomes are in relation to what is uh, our spending, what a trend I'm seeing and experiencing for a lot of the people that so I look at thousands of credit reports, mm-hmm. and it's my job to analyze it. And uh, what I'm seeing is more credit cards with higher balances. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just to to try to get by. And that we all know that's a a dance that is a tough one. Very tough. And so interest rates are going up across the board. Mm -hmm. You've probably heard last week uh, the Fed funds rate was raised again. 0.75 raise for what, fourth time? Uh, no, it's it's more than that. Oh, it's, real? Yeah, oh, my at least, goodness. At least the fifth time. Oh, uh, they're meeting goodness. again in December, and we're certain that they'll raise it at, at some level, maybe half a percent. Uh, but the Fed funds rate right now uh, is the highest it's been in a very, very long time. It's at four. And what is attached to that or runs in tandem with the Fed funds rate is the prime index rate. Mm-hmm. And the prime index rate is what sets the APRs on credit cards, variable credit cards. Loans most, for cars? Yep, loans for cars. So any short-term lending. And then also home equity lines of credit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, because their equity has uh, just skyrocketed over the last couple of years, are tapping into their equity in their home and using that as a line of credit to purchase more real estate or to go and buy something or you know, get out of debt uh, in other ways. But you're paying a premium for it. Yes. So now the prime index rate is at 7%. And it's going to go up again next month as well. So APRs on credit cards, um, as of last month, so I'm sorry, as of September, because that was the most recent information we had, the average new APR on a credit card, 21.59. Wow. And that didn't take into account the raise from last week and the one that will- And that's going to cause a bump on that too. Yeah, exactly. It's going to do it. You know, you mentioned that 20, I mean, at that point, 
you cannot make, if you have a credit card maxed out, let's say you it's 10000 just to pick a figure, and people who say, well, I'll just put it on there and I'll make the minimum payment. Uh, the minimum payment is not even going to cover that month's interest and part of the principal. So basically, your, your debt is going to increase every month. And that's why people get upside down so quickly in credit yes. card debt. Yes, it, it happens fast. And a lot of people don't realize that when you have a line of credit through, say, a credit card agency, they have the right and the ability to tap into your credit at any time and see what's going on with your other creditors. So let's say I get um, trapped and strapped and I can't make my Discover card payment. Capital One will get alerted, right? Much like if you got your credit pulled, if you uh, sign up to like Credit Karma or one of those places, it, it alerts you when there's a change. So they get alerted, uh-oh, Christy didn't make her Discover card payment or a credit card payment. And now they're gonna look and say, is she in trouble? Is something mm -hmm. going on? So I've seen in the past with the financial meltdown uh, of 2007 where credit card companies would reduce your limit that was available down to just above your balance. So those people who are utilizing their credit cards to help them get through the shortfall of each month and are relying on that to help them yeah. could be in a really bad state. Yeah, because they've lost their headroom on, on money available. Yes. But you can't blame the people for doing that. How could you? They've yeah. got to protect their you know, their assets and, and hedge their risk. Especially when uh, you have so many people going bankrupt is what they do, and there's, they're out everything then. Christy Naruzzi is my guest today. We'll be back with Christy in a moment. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Here in the studio at the Shepherd Studio is Christy Naruzzi, and Christy is the superhero for mortgages that's a, a fun thing that you're actually you have that on one of the websites i saw the mortgage superhero right yeah that's part of my linkedin profile <laughs> i love great. working with um with first-time home buyers people that have uh not so perfect credit uh, we have some outlets and and places that we can uh, help them uh, i have a credit coaching podcast so it's just my heart to be able to help people understand uh, the things that might stand in their way of mm -hmm. being perfect on paper so that we can help get them there because right. we all have our past relationships with money. How did we figure out money? Most of us just kind of had to figure it out the hard way, you know, and yeah. uh, didn't have quite formal training. So a lot of us have bumps and bruises in our past. I know I was one of them. I was uh, using one credit card to pay off another credit card just to kind of keep afloat. Uh, you know, through my my college days, so I understand yeah, a lot what of that's people like. That. Yeah, so being able to uh, coach and teach and guide, and then uh, get them into a loan program that best fits their needs. Yeah, we've you got know, lots of options. I remember when I was in economics in high school. This now, this is funny, friends. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Okay, but but I'm talking about the year 1969 or 1970. 
and I'm a sophomore or junior those two years. I graduated in 71, so uh, I didn't go to it, but my class has already had its 50 anniversary, wow. 50 reunion. Uh, man. But we had a guy that would be uh, in front of us every day. We had economics every day for one semester, and he had the most dry mm. Uh, slow delivery you oh ever God. heard talking about money and 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 this was in the morning and it was so difficult and sure. it was like in high school there are very few classes that you have that are like auditorium classes college has that all the time right. but in high school this was new and it was literally in the auditorium and this guy would stand up with a an old fashioned projector, you know, one of those kinds of uh, a trend, uh, an acetate. Yeah, you yeah. move the plastic around, and he would look at us every day, and he'd put his uh, notes on that acetate, and it would go up behind him in a, a brilliant, bright white oh. light, and he would go class. Good morning. Oh, it sounds like a snooze fest. Yeah, it was a snooze fest, <laughs> and he would always begin after he greeted us with good morning. He would say. Just want you to remember that money is not the most important thing in life, but it's far, far ahead of whatever's in second place. And that's exactly how he delivered it. And, and that I believe that that is sadly the way a lot of people think. Yep. They, they, don't, uh, they don't know much else about money, but to them... It's the most important thing in their life. Well, I, I don't even know that it's about money. We can say it that way, but I think it's about the things that money touches. Yeah. Right. There's not very many things in our life that we can enjoy or have without money. Being Somehow being in the picture. Part of it. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, and the Bible teaches that it's not money that is the root of all evil, but it's the love yeah. of money. Yeah. And when money becomes uh, so important to you, it's like we idolize it. And it becomes another God to us. It does. And Jesus spoke more about money than almost all of the other topics that he uh, taught about in his uh, in his time here with mm -hmm. us. So um, I know that I think that he knew it was going to be the biggest competitor of our headspace and our heart space. That's well um, said. Yeah. In, in comparison to time spent with him. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We, a lot of us are overworked and, um, you know, taking on many jobs, working long, hard hours, um, you know, trying with side hustles and building our business and those kinds of things for the desire of that outcome of being able to be financially free. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we're kind of a slave. So, um, yeah, I, I see the struggle with a lot of people when it comes to money. And uh, I think that we do such a disservice in our country by not teaching. I love that you said economics. I remember taking a macro and a micro economics class. So I understood money in a larger format. Mm -hmm. So I understand the the Fed's role the in all of this, side. right? Yeah. The central mm -hmm. bank and, um, and, and those kinds of things. But our leadership of our country is not showing us very good things and behaviors with our money as a country. And so that's an example. Some of us had parents that, um, you know, didn't know what they were doing either. So mm -hmm. how can you teach what you don't know? Um, I've just, I, I see a very big trend of people borrowing for everything. I just did a loan application not too long ago. They had a $3,500 credit limit and balance. Okay. So it was maxed out to Petland. What? 
I don't know what kind of designer dog they bought, but Petland will sell you this whole package, right? So you buy the the pet and you uh, buy the, you know, the the coverage for veterinarian services and like their first shots. And then you've got to have like the bougie bed and, you know, the designer bowl. I don't know, but $3,500, it was just crazy to me. Uh, the average uh, uh, monthly payment for a car right now is well over $600. You know, you talked about that before we began today. That is a mind blower to me. I mean, I remember when I got married, uh, one of my friends bought a car that he could not afford. And basically, I think it was more than half of what he what he brought home, yeah. his car payment. But he was single at the time. And that that's it. That, that It's not a car that we're buying. You know what we're buying? You're buying a life. <laughs> you're, you're buying your status, yeah, right? That's like right. it's really important for all yeah. of these strangers that I may never see again to yeah. see me at this red light in this really like important looking car. And, and it was a Monte Carlo, but it was dressed out. I uh, mean, it was sleek. It was big. I, every one of us love Monte Carlos. His car payment was $400 in a time that... I was making, uh, get this, Christy, this is when this was, I was making less than $8,000 a year. Wow. $400 is hugely significant. That's yeah. that's a big piece of the pie right there. Was he living there. out of the Monte Carlo? <laughs> <laughs> he was living at home with his parents. There it is. And so, uh, you know, he really lived to support that car. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just ridiculous. I couldn't even imagine it. But so even in today's culture with, yeah. with money being... Uh, so much more, uh, people are more affluent. People are, have a higher level of income, but $400 uh, is a lot of money. It would be more than I could afford mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to make for a house. Yeah. I mean, a car payment. A lot of people find significance and identity in their car. So it's very important to show up a certain way. Um, I'm seeing though this trend where people are just maxed, right? They're financing everything. They're financing their furniture. Oh, but it's 0%. I understand, but would you, if you were paying cash money for it, would you have spent that same amount, right? When it's uh, divided up over these 60 months, it's it's yeah. quote unquote easy, right? Yeah. So between financing the couch, the car, the puppy, <laughs> uh, you can finance your uh, care credit is a credit card out there for dental work. And uh, I've seen care credit for tires at some of the uh, tire, you know, companies, mechanics places. So uh, it's, it, we're, we're, being programmed and designed to be as a payment society. The problem with that, though, is there's no margin. We're stretched. And so when we need or want, usually it's a want, one more thing, you know, oh, I need the new cell phone. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a want. Uh, But the wanting mind is something very incredible. And actually, there's been research to show that your mind does all sorts of things when it's wanting something and it lights up even brighter on these, you know, these, the research that's done, then what happens when you actually obtain that thing? Yeah. So it's the want that is more powerful than the actual having. It's like it rewires our brain, right? It does. It it literally does. And then what we don't acknowledge is that right behind that want, there's another want in the lurking. Yeah. Yeah, Because we know where there's no satisfaction that's met by one purchase right. and then you'll think, oh, I'll never want anything again. That's right. If I could just have this one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but what happens is, is we're just, we're setting ourselves up for that next want. And we are a society of, you know, in, in some cases, two days delivery, in some cases, four hours delivery. We want instant gratification. And so we, we're not designed any longer to save for that 
anything. Mm -hmm. But at what cost? At 20 something percent interest on a credit card is six and seven and eight percent on a car loan, uh, you know, uh, houses now. <laughs> Most people can't save for a home. So I understand that. But um, we, we tend to finance everything. And now the majority of our take home pay is going to servicing debt. And so we can't pay ourselves first. We can't tithe to the church like we're called to do. We can't support an awesome nonprofit that's important to our heart. We can't do all of those things because of the choices we've made. Now we're buried in debt. And that's a great picture of the kind of slavery that we put ourselves in. The Bible calls it, do not snare yourself. Don't be ensnared. And that's exactly what this is. It's like getting hooked and you've you've gotten yourself caught up into this massive sticker bush, you know, and and you can't get out of it. You told me that story. Would you like I to did. Share it? Yeah, yeah. I thought I told you that before. And it was a story that happened in my life. I was a young guy. The quick story is, I was walking as a young man. I was walking in the woods across the street from my house. And back in that day, when I was growing up, I mean, we didn't have cell phones. You didn't have. Uh, really, you know, we we didn't have the kind of TV programming. We didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, no video games. So we spent our time out making our own fun, kind of exploring nature and building uh, forts, building forts, <laughs> building tree houses. We did all of that. And it was in the woods, which was next to the levee on the very edge of town. And I loved being in this area because I saw all sorts of animals and you chase things around. It was so much fun. Uh, one day I'm walking, I'm looking up and I walk right into a massive what I did not realize was a sticker bush. And it completely, completely ensnared me. And I'm stuck my arm. I must have had at least 20 or 30 uh, uh, thorns just stuck into the flesh of my arm. And it was incredibly painful. I was in short sleeves in summertime and uh, my leg was bleeding. I'm bleeding everywhere, man. It was Mm -hmm. just awful. And I'm thinking to myself and in my brilliant young mind, probably my 10-year-old mind or less, I'm thinking, I need to get out of this quickly. Quick like Band-Aid. And I just jerked my arm and I shredded myself. <laughs> and I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson that the better way to get out of out of a sticker bush is one thorn at a time. Don't try to get yourself, uh, just don't jerk yourself out like I did. But people get in it and then they panic and then they go and they'll do something like, well, I'm going to get another one of these bridge loans or consolidation loan or whatever. And they get into that and that makes it a little easier for and, a and, moment <laughs> for a moment until they, they have that want factor happens again. Or an emergency. You know, we can't discount that life is full of surprises. And yeah. The kind of surprises we don't want are called problems, right? Yeah. So I was just speaking to a past client. They called me. I love that they think of me for like anything finance and the, the um, motor of their truck blew up and he has to have it for work. And it was $15,000. What? 15000 It's oh not covered under goodness. warranty. And so they're like, well, what do we do? So we were talking through the different options oh, that would be awful. available for them. And they don't have $15,000 in savings, but they have to have this truck. And so now they can't go and, you know, trade it yeah. in towards another because it's, it's deeply discounted and the condition it's in. So, you know, things like that happen. Uh, that you just couldn't have planned for. And so when life is full of those kinds of surprises, it feels for some people like I just finally got to $5,000 or $10,000 in savings so I can go and accomplish this really big thing, starting my business, buying a home, having a baby and being able to have maternity, paternity time, and then something happens. And then you get stripped of that. So it's just a, a constant battle. 
when it comes to money too. Yeah, it's a constant battle. And if we don't plan uh, for something to fail, yep. then, uh, you know, we're, we're in trouble because yep. something is going to fail. Something is. So what is it that if we fail to plan, we are planning to fail. Yep. That's the phrase that someone once said. Uh, you can't act like every uh, one of your uh, appliances in your house is going to live forever. Right. I mean, it just doesn't. So if, if we're not setting monies aside and planning for those things to happen like that, uh, you, you, we're going to get caught short. Yes. And, and that just happens, and it sadly happens all the time. Uh, I'm still blown away at the fact that the average car payment is over $600. Yeah. That just blows my mind. I just read a report uh, in the last couple of days. I'm getting ready to, to put together a podcast episode on my podcast about it. Lending Club uh, loans money to people who need it. You know what I mean? So it's a high interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, terms, it's like a loan shark. Yes. It's terms that aren't really favorable, but if if you need it, you're considering yeah. it. So uh, that's what Lending Club's uh, main specialty is for their loans. But they have a tremendous amount of research on their website. So I go to their website a lot to, to look at their white papers. Mm-hmm. So I can share some of that information. And they were just sharing, they'd surveyed thousands of people and people over 150,000 in income, over 50%, it was closer to 75% are living paycheck to paycheck. So it's not like, hey, I don't earn enough. It's I spend everything I earn. I right. remember wanting and desiring like, if I could just make $10,000 more, it will solve all my problems. Guess what I did the second I got that $10,000 yeah. raise? I Probably spent bought, it. Yeah, you spent, spent it on it. something big. All of a sudden, I upgraded my life yeah, a little bit, yeah, right? I upgraded yeah. my apartment and my house and all of those things. So that that's the trap yeah. we get caught in. That's um, the sticker bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it grabs you. Yes. It grabs you everywhere yeah. when you're not ready for it. And it hurts. And it hurts. It really does hurt. And, and I'm so grateful. You know, the Lord used that because later on in life, I actually got myself into a financial sticker bush. And I remembered what happened to my arm when I got into that thing. Uh, I I was being called into ministry. And in my brilliant way of thinking, I thought, well, I can't, I'm making a lot less money now as a pastor. Uh, I need some side hustle Mm -hmm. to go on. And I didn't pray about it. The first thing that came up, uh, it was an opportunity of all things to sell fire extinguishers. And so this is a funny story. Uh, you talk about something going up in smoke. Uh, a lot of our demonstrations were setting a briefcase on fire. Oh my! And then putting the fire out. It was pretty. It was impressive, until I realized that well, uh, the margin for this business doesn't even pay for the the halon gas that I'm using. Uh, it, it, I, I got myself upside down. I took a loan to do that to make that extra income, and then there was no extra income. But you know what? That debt did not go away. Right. And in fact. Uh, the servicing of that debt, uh, it just stayed almost at the same level where I uh, originally was. So I then I'm called to Florida. So we make the move down here to Florida. And I realized that this is not ever going to pay for itself. I'd hired somebody to try to sell my stock. And I just ended up saying, this is a loss. This was a bad idea. I got myself into a sticker bush. And now I'm going to have to make payments on this thing. And that's what we did. We, we just worked hard. We applied everything we could do and we got rid of that. It hurts, but yeah, now, now you're out from underneath it. Yeah. Yes. And I don't want to ever get into that bush again. Remember (laughs) that feeling. Yes. (laughs) That's an awful feeling. It's terrible. Friends, don't get, don't get caught up into this 
uh, this trap about credit card debt. That is going to actually kill your dreams. It will kill your joy. Please don't do it. Pay your If you're going to have a credit card, great. Pay it off every month. It isn't intended to be an installment loan, yet so That's, many of yeah. uh, people who borrow on a credit card treat it that way. Christy Naruzzi is my guest. We'll be back with one more segment with her. This is Afternoons with Mike Hurd daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now. Or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida, and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Already at segment three with Christy Naruzzi, the mortgage superhero. I'm going to just say that because <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh, I think that's awesome. It is great to have someone who has the answers. I know, you know, we, we used to laugh at this. There was a program years ago called the Bible Answer Man. And I thought it was a call-in radio show. And I'm thinking, I w- you know, who could ever bill themselves as the Bible answer man and feel good about it? I'm not sure that's even something we should feel good about. But it is great to have someone who does have those answers, and or, or at least most of the answers. And if they don't have them, I'm sure... I know where to find it. You know how to find <laughs> that answer. And so that's really what you do. You help people. Uh, we've talked about this before, about the fact that We've just come out, and you know, when we look back at what the Biden administration did on day one of their administration, uh, they instantly started spending money. We had these big, in the trillions of what were called stimulus packages. Mm -hmm. All it is is causing inflation. Big time. Big time. And had it not been for a couple of the Democratic senators who got in the way of some of this Build Back Better plan, we would have been in a greater problem today than we are right now. But that does not diminish the fact that we're seeing inflation rates, what, 8% at least, maybe 9%. And some people, I've heard this, I don't know if you agree with this, Christy, some people would say in some sectors, it's actually 10% or more. I've I've seen it more. You can manipulate any kind of numbers, right? So if you exclude one portion of that calculation, you could find numbers in the mid-teens. And so really, you know, a number on paper is a number on paper. What does it feel like to you, to me? Um, it, it feels it, it's not fun. It's so not. The, the goal is to be at about 2%. If you read anything on the Fed's websites and stuff, the goal is to be at about 2%. And uh, right now we're really close. We're touching almost nine. And the goal of raising these Fed fund rates is to slow down the economy. Right. The goal is um, not stated, but in my world in real estate, the way that the the majority of real estate industry folks are looking at this is they're actually punishing real estate and real estate has a tremendous impact on our GDP. So think about this for a moment. A home is sold. What is that new buyer going to do? 
They're going to hire a handyman. They're going to be at Sherwin Williams or Home Depot. Mm -hmm. buying they're their, it up. Yeah, they're buying the yeah. paint. They're going to. They're hiring a landscaper. Uh, they're they're renewing it or customizing it. And uh, studies have shown that within the first two months of a home buyer purchasing that home, they've spent four thousand dollars in I'm sure our that's local. True local yeah. economy. Yeah. And so if the real estate market comes to a screeching halt, which is what many people are experiencing right now, mortgage companies are folding all over the place. A lot of people who've been in real estate sales are going a different direction as far as a career. Um, things are changing very, very rapidly. If you are considering selling your home, I can tell you, you're just not going to get what you would have or could have gotten last year. Yeah. And you know, this, the price of real estate or the value of real estate is much like a stock. It matters the day you buy it and the day you sell it and anything in between. I mean, I saw crypto go up to what was it? 60, $80,000 a share or something crazy. Right. And unless you sold it or bought it that day, you didn't realize that mm -hmm. price. Right? right. So it doesn't, it's just a, a fictitious number. In the meantime, I know a lot of people were going to Zillow and seeing their Zestimate and they're like, Oh, I've got all of this money in my home. But if the values change overnight or, you know, over a short period of time, that isn't an actual number that you can tap into. Yeah. So a lot of people have most of their wealth or their money tied up in the equity of their home. But that value of real estate could literally change overnight for a number of different reasons. It could, and it did. I mean, I think that's the most important thing for us to remember that in 2008, when uh, that that bubble started to to get too big and then it popped, what, in 09? Yeah. I think 09 was the worst year. Uh, a lot of people saw their home value cut in half or maybe a fourth. I was a mortgage loan officer then, and I could I can attest to uh, underwriters just didn't even want to write their names right. on an approval letter. It was just a very scary time. I actually morphed into becoming a short sale negotiator, and over four years I helped almost 500 families avoid foreclosure and short sale their home. So I negotiated with the decision makers at the corporate level of the banks, like the big banks, right? Wells Fargo, Bank of America, those kinds of things. Uh, but I saw a lot of people lose a lot of money. You know, there's a down payment in most cases. If you put a 20% down payment because you wanted to avoid mortgage insurance, if you have to short sale or even get foreclosed on because the value is not there. Lose that. Yeah. And it could set you back decades if you continue to try to pay on something that the value wasn't there. So it was a tough uh, financial business decision for a lot of people. And for a lot of families, it was very emotional. You know, they they lost their jobs. They could no longer afford to stay there, although it was their dream home. And Mike, right now, um, you know, when I log into LinkedIn in the top right hand corner is the trending headlines and it's sad. It's heartbreaking to me. Some of the headlines that I'm seeing, because it almost doesn't matter your industry or sector, every single industry and sector is getting hit right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just finance and mortgage. It's uh, retail and restaurants. I saw DocuSign. I, I use DocuSign for my business signing electronically, right? They just laid off 9% of their workforce. Like how is DocuSign affected in this? Well, so, you know, the, the example you gave while ago about going to Home Depot to yep. spend $4,000. Well, when you don't have that any longer, when that thing shuts down, then the Home Depots, yep. all of the Home Depot suppliers, 
they're all affected. All it's a it's a big it's a chain trickle effect. down yes. effect. Yes, and if your housing payment just went up four hundred dollars, where are you going to pull from? You're no longer going to yeah. local shops and stores. You're not going out dining. You know, there's some places that you can cut money, but at what cost to our local environment and our local economy? So um, we're going to see this continue to grow. Um, you know, the R word is not being uh, acknowledged so much in our government, but a lot of people are already experiencing it. Recession. Recession. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. here on on paper. It's it's here, and I think in 2023, we're going to realize it in a very big way. Um, personally, I feel like it's going to be hard and fast, and it's going to hurt. And, you know, some of the things that we can do to prepare or kind of hedge as much as we can during this time, uh, there are going to be some people that are displaced. They can no longer afford their rent. Uh, they may lose a job. And if things are tight in your household, consider renting out a room to somebody you can trust. You'll help them out. You can help yourself out. Um, If you are in the position to eliminate any debt that you might have right now, Mm -hmm. do so, especially credit cards or anything that's variable, uh, because that's going to continue to increase. Uh, The the Fed keeps raising those rates in an effort to bring our inflation numbers down. But what has happened or helped in the past in history is not helping now because what had happened in the past, we're not at those inflation numbers for the same reasons you you stated it at the beginning of the segment is because of all of the printing of paper. Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at history and we look at what happened in 2006 and seven leading up to this and crazy, you know, financial uh, real estate, like so many people I knew owned four and five homes and didn't even have to put a dime down yeah. down payment. It was crazy what was happening. And then all of a sudden this tremendous, terrible crash happens. And now we're cleaning up that mess, right? Um, what you'll see when it comes to interest rates is the Fed actually reduced drastically the Fed funds rate. So interest rates will likely come down mm-hmm. if history will repeat itself. So I believe that mortgage interest rates will come down. I believe the Fed funds and therefore the prime index rate will come down. But I think it's going to be a little yucky. It's going to be <laughs> and this, a while. Yeah, it, it will. Yeah. I, I don't think we'll actually realize it until 2024, maybe 25. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying to my buyers right now is if you fall in love with the home, marry the home and date the rate. You don't have to be with that interest rate forever, right? There mm-hmm. is a possibility to refinance in a couple of years. There's this uh, really easy equation we can do, which is called a break even. So there's a cost of doing business when you refinance, but how quickly can you recuperate that money that's added to your loan amount because of the savings and in monthly interest? Right. And usually if it's somewhere between 24 and 36 months and you know you're going to stay there in that house for at least three years, it really makes great financial sense to do so mm-hmm. and get out of that higher interest rate. There's a lot of people right now that can't sell their home because they don't want to they don't want to leave their two point or three point something interest rate and go take on a seven percent because their buying power right. is affected so much. So a lot of people are staying still. Um, consider this: some government loans are assumable. So if you wanted and needed to sell your home, you could see if some your next buyer can qualify to assume your three point zero interest rate on your. Uh, on your loan that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, not all loans qualify, but it's a strategy that we can look at. And that's something that a lot of people did back in those Carter years when things were so much. I mean, assuming loans was a big deal and that was about the only way you could buy a house. It's going to become trendy again. So even the ugly duckling, but with the pretty rate, mm-hmm. <laughs> might might get sold for, for a nice price. You know, there was a home that we wanted to buy. My wife and I wanted to buy it in uh, up in Indiana. A, a friend of mine had built it. He was a builder, 
but things jumped up and I, uh, he had this home that today, uh, that home would be a $300,000 home, Mm. but he was selling it. He was asking at that time, it was 58,000 and he offered it to me for 30,000. Wow. But I couldn't afford it because it was 21% interest rate and my payment would have been astronomical just because of interest. Mm -hmm. So that home, I, I'm, he probably, I don't know what he ever did with it. He probably hung on to it and just waited it out because a number of years later, but during that time frame, every construction person with those interest rates being that high, every construction person in our area was moving to Texas, Mm -hmm. Houston, because that's where things were happening. And we might be looking at those kinds of times again where things just uh, kind of slow down this wheel. And, you know, what's really sad about it is we were cooking great as an economy Mm -hmm. up until two years ago. Yep. And it's just so crazy when you think that all of this could have been avoided by not doing some of the crazy things that we've done. Yeah. And, you know, talking about these twos and threes on the interest rates, they they were marketing it as historically low rates. Yeah, they were right. And they were absolutely right. It had never happened before and it will likely never happen again. It was artificially created. If somebody wants to research it, you can Google mortgage backed securities, MBSs. It becomes a security that's sold off as an investment in the investment world. And the government was buying just billions of dollars of it by the month. And so a lot of other people said, well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And so that's where the the rates were really driven artificially low. So in the meantime, you know, if it feels yucky, start looking around who else you can bless and you'll probably be blessed in that moment as well. Eliminate debt, uh, take on a side hustle. Uh, It may not be something that you're passionate about or that you love, but if it helps you get through a time such as this, Mm -hmm. it just know that, you know, you can do anything for a short amount of time. I went and worked out at the gym this morning and hadn't been in, uh, this is the the second or third time I've, I've gone for, it was a month. We traveled a little bit. I had a surgery, so I had to wait for the stitches to come out and it's almost harder to go back than it was to, to even start. But, um, the coach there keeps saying that trainer says, you know, you can hold it just a little longer, a little longer. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I want to encourage you, this is not going to be a forever thing. It yeah. will just be a, a, a small window of time in the big picture of life. And it's not going to feel great. And, well, but we're all in it together. <laughs> we are in it together. And as uh, people are listening to this very broadcast, uh, by then we'll already know some of the outcome, yeah. probably not all of the outcome from the election on Tuesday, but uh, there is hope that uh, a lot of people are fed up with the, this direction of, of spending money that's causing this inflation. And uh, in spite of what we were being told by some people on TV, inflation is not a word that we've been trained to hear. It's not true. Uh, all you have to do is ask any person that goes to Publix, and they're paying a lot more money yeah. right now for this very same thing. Yeah that they did just six months ago. I saw the interview you're referring to and I was Uh, offended. (laughs) Oh, I was very offended. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. You think I'm that stupid that I'm going to believe that, but that's exactly the the voices that represents the voices of the media today that we've got to avoid. Yeah, it's 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 truly unfortunate. And I'm I'm very appreciative of outlets such as this where there can be a different voice. It's not um, a a bought and paid for, you know, um, agenda. Uh, right. when, when it comes to headlines, because you can take, I mean, I'm sure you experienced this at some place in your school, a teacher challenged you to defend or, you know, uh, state something 
And you got to show that bias, right? right? You just, you take the information over here and forget putting anything else into that research paper. So, you know, unfortunately when our news outlets uh, deliver news that way. Christy Naruzi, give us your website. We've got just enough time. Excellent. So uh, on social media and everywhere else out there, you can find me at Credit Christy. It's K-R-I-S-T-I. CreditChristy.com. Thank you so much for being with me. It's always enjoyable to have you up here. Till next time. Yes. All right. And friends, thanks for joining us as well. This is Afternoons with Mike, her daily right here on The Shepherd.